Now there's some ASMR Halloween porn for you. Uh, Rob, <laughs> hello everybody and welcome to episode 41 and the Halloween special of I Understood That Reference. How are you, Rob? <laughs> How are you getting on? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. That that intro definitely uh, set me ablaze, as they say. Mm. It's Halloween, man. It's Halloween. Can you can you believe it? We've we've got to got to another spooky, spooky year time. Well, I I just I, it's what I can't believe is that we're actually at another kind of you know another juncture in the year, and we're still all doing the same shit. Nothing's changed, but it's Halloween, and even if you're stuck indoors, you can still dress up, which which is crucial. I I would say, isn't it? Bring your bring your costume to work day. Yeah, literally, bring your costume to work there. Bring your bring your everything to work there. Look, I'm a big, huge fan of Halloween, and I love getting dressed up, and I love doing things. Are you going to get dressed up this year, Rob? Um, probably not, quite frankly. I don't have a costume here to hand, and just came back from a holiday. I should specify this, by the way. I was It was a socially distant, within-the-country staycation. Just to put that out there. But anyway. I was about to say, sh- should I say, you, you you didn't fly abroad or anything. I was just like... Rrr. Didn't go too far afield or anything. It was just, basically, I left my house. That's what happened. That was the crucial part. But, um, yeah, no, I don't really have a costume to hand as a result of, you know, being in isolation and not having been home. While I have had great fun dressing up in the past for parties, because I don't have one to attend this year, I am not pursuing a costume. For my sins, is what I would say. Because my so I obviously again I love Halloween so I am Boy, definitely dressed spooky up. little billicks. Oh Jesus! I am a spooky little billicks. <laughs> I even look. I mean, I carved pumpkins and so I went on a Greek Burritos podcast recently and I talked about how Halloween basically belongs to the Irish. Every single thing you know about Halloween, every kind of big occasion and trick or treating and pumpkins and everything, bonfires, they all come back to Irish, like old Irish folklore. Samhain. And things that happened in Ireland. Samhain. Iha Samhain, exactly. But, well, for the first time ever, I carved a pumpkin because I've never done that before. I carved the old Batman logo into it. You've never carved a pumpkin before. Jonathan's self-proclaimed I love Halloween has never carved a pumpkin (laughs) before. Jonathan self-proclaimed I love Halloween is is my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> nice. No, I have never I've never carved a pumpkin. It was it's a it's a grotesque thing to do because it's all weird and gooey and seedy inside. So perfect for you. Absolutely. Per- this is why I'm shocked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is a really weird uh, ASMR as I said episode today, isn't it? Oh my god, could you imagine the squelching you'd get out of a pumpkin? Could you imagine? I don't have to because I, I just did the other day. In fact, here's a horrific story for you. Oh, I was down in Tesco with my with my friend Connor uh, and we were buying pumpkins to carve. And I was like, Ugh, I want I want to get a better one than I had in my hand. So I, I reached my hand into the basket and obviously was just like groping around a little. And oh, just, just, just my, my, my fingers just went straight into like an open pumpkin. And it was just <laughs> disgusting, and oh, it was it was horrific. Oh, brilliant! Because they they but thankfully I, oh, but thankfully yes, sorry, continue. But, but thankfully, because I mean, look, there there is benefits to living in a weird COVID infused world because at least I could run over to the the sanitary the hand sanitizer station and like douse my hand and like <laughs> just before I essentially cut it off. Like I love the idea of like you racing through a Tesco with kind of you know hand led forward with your other hand like p- panic sheer panic covered in pumpkin ooze 
<laughs> and people are like, in costume. They're like, get where's the nearest sanitizing station? I mean, I had a mask on. I was running through Tesco with pumpkin juice dripping from my hand. It was a proper Halloween sight. Oh. But the point of this story was is basically to say, there, there actually is, is that not only did I carve a pumpkin, but in the true traditional Irish way, I also carved a turnip. <laughs> what? So, because uh, in, in all ye old Irish times there wasn't such a thing as pumpkins, they used to carve turnips because they were very plentiful. And obviously, yeah. when all the Irish immigrated over to America, they 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 went to pumpkins instead because they were about ten billion times easier and much more plentiful. Mm, thank God. Anyway. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> God, we're not gonna pa- We're not gonna. We're not just gonna pass by that like it didn't happen. Rob. <laughs> you, you wanna? <laughs> good God, we're not going yeah, to do that. Of course, we can't. But um, yeah, well, listen. What, what do you want to? Why as well wrap this up by telling us what's the what's the costume in question here that you're pursuing this weekend? Because again, like you said, we don't have parties to go to. We don't have anything to do. So I just kind of threw together what I had around the house, which because of last year's Jack Burton, Kurt Russell from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, I had a Kurt Russell wig, so I'm going as Snake Plissken from Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. And to be fair, once you've got the hair. Which you do have in glorious fashion. Then it's then then it's a pretty easy costume to assemble. I think after that. Oh, there's, I mean, there's not much to it. There's a weird kind of a sleeveless top. So that's fine, and I have that. Of I course you that. do. So look, go, because of course I do. I man, if I had that Pliskin hair, that that Kurt Russell, those golden locks, in the quality that you have them, I would just be wearing them on like work meetings on calls almost all the time, almost exclusively actually <laughs> for the month of October. This Halloween, I will be exactly. Yeah, yeah. Kurt Russell, as I, as oh, I like to say. Oh, very good. I liked that. <laughs> but anyway, look, look, that's enough absolute bullcrap, as usual, from <laughs> us. Because we have an amazing episode to get to, and there's so much fun little bits and so much cool things. So many look, bits. We have some Halloween bingo as well that's up on our Twitter account. So, oh, do we? Know, take part in that. <laughs> Didn't know about that one. <laughs> but look, we got things like, you know, screaming and howls and ghouls and stuff on it, and creepy Carol, which makes me laugh constantly. <laughs> very appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's really cool. But let's let's jump on into our episode, and we got so many fun things today. Some of which Rob doesn't even know about, so oh, it's going to be quite as, as per quite usual. illuminating for him. Yeah, yeah, great. I'm excited. Right, Ugh. Rob, do you have anything to start us off with, or do you want me to jump on in? Well, I just wanted to cover some little bits of news, um, and it's funny you should mention Bingo because I'm going straight to Uncharted. Oh my goodness me, we're going straight to Uncharted. We have to because uh, you, you would. It I has to happen. <laughs> it has to happen. <laughs> Uh, so basically, this is. I just need to say it very quickly, but uh, they've wrapped the the Uncharted film, the the filming of it anyway. Tom Holland released a little pic of himself as Nathan Drake. He, you know what? He, you know, he looks he looks more or less the the part from it from the young Drake standpoint. I I don't know how they're planning on making it. Apparently, this is inspired by the fourth game. I don't know how that's going to work because he's obviously he's an older Drake in the, in the game. But anyway, you know, my main critique would be the shirt isn't tucked in enough it has to have that half tuck which is crucial so you know he's already negative points there but nolan north of voice and motion capture fame for drake has given tom holland the big thumbs up the big seal of approval oh did he yeah yeah there's a fun photo of the two of them looking into each other's eyes longingly as if they're both wanting for better days perhaps in a video game world of sorts but we may get there but um what i think was also the even more frustrating was that mark Wahlberg is he is Sully, ter- <laughs> ter- fucking 
That is abysmal stuff. That is shocking. He's going to sully the name. <laughs> oh, no, where are you? Where are you? You've been sitting on that little one. You cut out the little. I have not. I genuinely that came on just this right there. Very good. But he put up like a like all his his entire contribution to sort of like the buzz and the news around you know filming. He just put up an Instagram video of himself in a mustache, and all he says in it is, "Don't ask, don't fucking ask." So that's the exact kind of enthusiasm I hoped he would bring to the role. What a prick. That's all I have to say about Uncharted. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg and being a prick shock. I mean, Jesus, this just <laughs> in, huh? <laughs> There's a flash, an absolute hot flash of news. But um, yeah, I don't, Jesus. I don't think he has... Did he actually say that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's him in like, clearly like a makeup what chair. What a prick. With a, he's just and with a mustache on. And obviously... He just looks a bit unusual with it, but that's you know that's the look of the character. But he just says, "Don't ask, don't fucking ask," and that's that's what we got from him. That's his contribution. And I just sighed. I'm like, Jesus, because they they cast him obviously because they're like, this might be tough to sell unless we have some big names in there. So I can see the logic of you know this is going to be expensive to make. We need to make sure we get people to see it. But you're making it during the pandemic, so what the fuck are you doing? Who's going to watch it in a cinema anyway? Let alone <laughs> because Mark Wahlberg is in it. Oh, man, he doesn't get it. Why did they do it? What's going on? I still maintain, you said before on this very podcast, I know he's a little bit ugh, at these days, but Mel Gibson is a very, very good Sully, I think. Oh, he's got the gruffness and the and just the, oh, the, the filthiness and the sort of sleaziness that Sully does bring to the, to the, to the, to the games in terms of like the humor yeah, standpoint. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Especially because he's not going to just be some... Anyway, I, I need to stop... Talking about Mark Wahlberg like this, every time Transformers is brought up, anytime anything I like, it just I just go there. It's just the rage builds up. There's a candle in front of me and it's it wasn't even lit until my rage just made it light. Sheer force of will. The embers of your rage started yet another fire. Yeah, we don't need to do on this. Look, it is what it is. The guy who's directing it is the same guy behind Zombieland, which is a great film, and Venom, which is not so great. But you know, <laughs> which is a film. Which, but it, it is a <laughs> film, and it was made. So you know, I think that's. I think if I were from this standpoint to su- sort of give my, sort of my expectations for this uncharted film, I think they are going to make it. <laughs> but this, uh, yeah, to, to manage your expectations, one might say. <laughs> yes, they're, they're making it. It's happening. But uh, yeah, what do you think? What's I, we've talked this to death. I just wanted to sh- talk about it again. God, look, I knew it was coming. It's going to be an absolute piece of piece of trash. <laughs> he he does look. He's wearing the same outfit, which just makes it look like he's dressing up for Halloween, which unfortunately he's not. But yeah, there you go. Mm, he's a bit too short for the role. And normally I don't mind, but the character is so defined because of the games. It looks. I think he should be older and taller. Genuinely, I just I think it just looks odd. But I guess they want to go. For the younger approach. We'll see. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. On the video game lens, I also just wanted to quickly highlight that there's an Assassin's Creed TV series coming to Netflix as well. So I guess that's... what. Where are you seeing all this stuff? Oh, man. <laughs> I, I got friends in the Navy, and they're telling me this. I don't, know how that's our... I don't get that reference, but okay. Neither do I. <laughs> I just made it up. Friends in the Navy. They told me about the TV series for Netflix. Uh, and I guess this is based off the Witcher success, maybe, is why they're kind of approaching this. Which was, you know, The Witcher is actually kind of decent, and so it just made me. Th- I just think there's no other news other than it's 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 been greenlit, like they're going to make one, and like Netflix has enough money, they can just make whatever kind of shite they want. But um, because the movie was such a disappointment, and I think you know, with The Witcher being successful as a TV series, maybe the better home for these video game adaptions is these longer, you know, 
the longer form TV sort of series kind of side of things. Because but the problem, the problem. Remember, I I said AIDS ago. My 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 prophecy was that Dark Crystal would be amazing and really well received and? on Netflix. And it was, and it won an, won an Emmy for outstanding children's television. Did it really? The children's? same day, the same day that it got cancelled by Netflix. Like you have to wonder sometimes the the decisions and the creative decisions that are going on in the background of uh, Netflix. I think there was a whole controversy about cuties and stuff, and they like lost lots of money and lots of subscribers, and people are like, Dark Crystal is essentially a the fallout of that because they had to cancel a lot of high energy high cost shows shall i say oh yeah well it's funny netflix tends to do shorter sort of series and cycles on their tv shows mainly because they release them just to get you know new signups and then you know when they feel like that that sort of energy they get from the series is on its course they just will cancel it almost immediately like ozark is massively successful but they're canceling it anyway just because they're like well this is on its course we've got out of this show what we needed to do so you know we're, we're capping it at the fourth or fifth season whenever it's on which is even long for a netflix series so because they're a streaming service they just operate differently to like the longer more or the older more legacy i guess networks so that that's Th- kind of my two cents on that but at the same time you can be sure that just a lot of it is just down to ah oh, this is expensive wasn't that huge of a success bin it even if it was good like Netflix have a real problem of just like shoving series out and getting as many series out as they can in such a short period of time and then just being like done never look at it again move away from it and it's such a it's such a wasteful way to make shows I know as well because sometimes they'll like buy up a property and they'll soak it up but then like they've want to use it for a season or two and now it's in limbo because Netflix own it but they don't want anything to do with it kind of thing or yeah you just you can end up in the Netflix graveyard Ooh, spooky! It's Halloween, ooh, and it's ooh. Netflix in the, the graveyard. Spooky graveyard. <laughs> it's very grave. Oh my goodness! But still, sticking with some some films, um, I actually put out a question, or not even a question, just like for people on Twitter to tell us kind of what Halloween films they like, and we'll see if we've seen them when we can talk about them. Okay. Obviously, I said last time that The Thing was one of my favorite uh, kind of Halloween horror films, and you said, "What did I say? Get out or said a quiet a place." Quiet place. Yeah, I'd forgotten what I, yeah. I forgot what I'd settled on ultimately because we kind of we dove into a few the last time actually in the end. I was impressed we, with we, us. We t- yeah, I mean, obviously, I said Ghostbusters. <laughs> realistically, is that a com- is that a comedy? It's, it's definitely a Halloween uh, film, but it's not the horror that we were talking about. It's not the horror, and it is definitely going to be watched by me on Friday just before Halloween to get me in the proper mood. But let's see what what the, what the people of Twitter said. So Tweets Ahead podcast, which is an Irish podcast actually, ah. said uh, Hereditary. Genuinely the scariest thing I have ever seen. Have you seen Hereditary? No, I've heard about it and it sounds too scary. I don't know if I can handle that. It sounds filthy. Jeez, whoa, whoa, you, you're talking about a different Hereditary, that's for sure. <laughs> Without spoiling it, there's a amazingly grotesque scene that I did not expect in it. Oh, you've seen it? Left such an Im- yes, that it, and it's left such an impression, an imprint on me that I don't think I could watch that film again. <laughs> so that's what I will say about it. It's a good film. Is it something you should share over the pod or do I need to experience this kind of as I watch it? No, I'm not going to share it because I think people need to see it. Okay. It, it comes out of nowhere. It's just, it, but it's it's mad. But it's, it's, it's a good pick for a scary film, especially one of the more recent horror films. Mm. Apparently the guy behind those, is it like Ari Aster or Avi Aster is the director, is it? Is that the same guy? I think he did Midsummer. Yes, yes. But apparently he's been like earmarked by like other directors as like, this guy is, this guy's shit hot. He knows how to make he like good 
films just like he so he just gets this the, the, the more movies he makes the, the more he's getting close to that carte blanche status where they'll just give him money and he can make what he wants which is always great just to see do what you want you know? yeah i like that kind of idea well it is these days yeah especially with horror films oh yeah because that's essentially what happened to jordan peele like oh yeah one groundbreaking hit they're just like make as many racially kind of charged films as you want because they need to be made <laughs> and they're also entertaining so there we go you do you yeah. is essentially what happened there right so chris chandler said creep show two but also he hasn't seen the first one i haven't seen either creep show one or two don't even know what they are what? or if I, there's any other yeah, films i'm not even sure if i even heard. that doesn't even ring a bell to be honest at trivial oh, theater <laughs> said halloween tree which is again unusual why the third one that's what I was... Uh, come on. Halloween Tree uh, is not a good film. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've said it. It's an awful thing to say about somebody who's writing in, but it's not. But Greek Freaks podcast said Halloween, and I'm glad that got in there, because the, the first Halloween <laughs> is, is a very good one. That was me trying to do the music. Did I get it? Uh, I, I mean, you, you did some music. I did something. <laughs> as as is in line with the entire film, I, I made the music. It's not good or bad. I made it though. You did something. I did that thing. We achieved something. The last one that I want to talk about, I guess, because, and this is you probably, well, I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, Connor Furlong, friend of the show, suggested The Grudge, but the original Japanese version. Oh, Christ. I don't know. Have you seen the Japanese version? No, but I hear that it gives people nightmares in adult into adulthood, so, you know. Good Lord. Even this, it's because the same as the Japanese version of The Ring, which is just, there's a style to those horror films that are so deeply psychologically unsettling that they just don't leave you i've watched some of ringu that the are you know the, the inspiration for the ring y- yes couldn't have could not and i couldn't get into that at all because like, i think the ring is a good film or at least uh, the american version yeah, is with naomi watts is very good very yeah. good it's like that it's that it's that level of scariness that i can handle the original no way no way God, the atmosphere of the original it's so oppressive and just so it just it just makes you feel constantly tense. But the, <laughs> just the the depression and level of dread is just unfathomable. I just I just like I don't enjoy. I'm not enjoying this. It's going off. Bye. It is certainly an experience, <laughs> is what I will say. Yeah, if you want that kind of experience, Rob. Now this is the fun part that I didn't mention to you before. Oh, but because we're talking about scary oh, movies and what kind of things you like, oh, I have. Two very quick quizzes which can inform <laughs> each other for you today. Quiz squared. So, I'm these nervous. will tell you both which horror monster you are. Brilliant. And the second one oh. will tell you whether or not you will survive a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Oh, these are these are great. Look, listen, I'm no one to promote BuzzFeed all the time. It's but from, BuzzFeed do some 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 good quizzes. Well, I mean they do they do make them. They do make them. They they do they do make them. Right, Rob, here you go. I'm ready. It's time to find out what movie monster that you you are, basically. Okay. So in your movie you're gonna make a movie, make a monster monster movie or make a horror film. And it's only very short. So firstly, who's your main character? Is it a young child, a high schooler, an old man, or a single mother? Is my challenge here to make it scary, or just what I would prefer? Yeah, you're trying to you're trying to make a scary movie. Okay, this is scariest. Well, then a young child—that is terrifying in a horror film, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Where will it take place? Oh, An abandoned hospital, oh, a small rural town, <laughs> the high school, or a carnival? Ooh. Um. The did you say an abandoned high school? 
An abandoned hospital. Oh. <laughs> abandoned high school. <laughs> <laughs> the real terror begins there. I, I go with the hospital. What's the character's... That's a weird question. What's the character's problem? Because I'm reading it like an Irish guy. What's the, what's the character's problem? Alcoholism. <laughs> a dying loved one, a possessed friend, an evil person, or themselves. <laughs> I love that. Ah, they just they kind of ran out of ideas there. A possessed friend, or just an evil person. You know, it could be just an evil <laughs> thing. Themselves. Okay, choose a weapon. Gun, a bat, these hands, or a hammer. Does that mean my hands, or in general? Oh, a hammer. Okay, and last question, Rob. Does the character end up winning? Yes, no, kind of, or it ends on a cliffhanger, not the movie cliffhanger. Uh, ends on a cliffhanger. Okay, Rob. Hello? Your monster <laughs> is a ghost. Oh, like us, you tend to be quiet. It's not even a specific ghost. <laughs> a ghost with a hammer. That's all it is. It's a good... All these questions and the most creative answer they come up with is a ghost with a hammer. I'd say like BuzzFeed just surprised someone's done it. They're like, just just type ghost. <laughs> any other any other options? No, just ghost. It's just ghost. A ghost, D ghost, or... or but no, they've, they've broken it down, Rob. Look, like ghosts, you tend to be quiet and observant. Attention isn't your kind of thing. <laughs> Wait a second, What? That, that's that's anyway so you'd rather stay in and watch a movie than go out and mingle with people you fucking loser though you Hold may on. seem mysterious and aloof you aren't afraid to fight for the things and people you love how did they get that from the questions I answered I thought the whole I know, they're, <laughs> they're completely contradictory is what I can see there. you tend to be quiet and observant but attention isn't your kind of thing but what I was like I thought it was going to tell me oh you're a ghost but you like wheeling weapons and a hospital is because this that and the other but no they that, that, they were just a misdirect all, the, all the, the geography and the weapon and everything like that this is I, I don't know why I'm expecting profound things from, from these quizzes shut up you big ghost that's what I said careful I got a fucking hammer in me back ghosty pocket big ghosty that's... hammer okay right so now we now we, we, dis- we discovered your, your movie monster is a ghost but With more hammer. importantly now will you survive a horror film based on these questions oh okay this is I like the sound of this yeah, okay. So what scares you the most, Rob? Okay. Clowns, holes, needles, holes? or confined spaces? Oh, just as holes. holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it has to be holes. The holes it is. Listen, holes can be scary. Uh, what's your zodiac sign? Capricorn, I think. Okay, here we go again. Pick a weapon. Knife, gun, hammer, or anything that can be thrown. Uh, let's be consistent here and pick hammer okay now so there's a story this one's going to be fun so when something scares you how do you react scream fight run or drop into a ball <laughs> uh, let's go uh, <laughs> I mean I've got a hammer so I could fight but I'm going to go with run now Rob I am going to not let you pick that why, okay? why? I'm going to I'm going to have to say fight here okay because do you remember one one dark night me and you were walking in a very very scary alleyway okay and obviously i was like look man this is dodge it's dublin it's like three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning we were fairly well on and we're like okay well we'll just take a shortcut to my house and around from the corner from the corner of the alley we can hear just some kind of slight noise and you neither screamed nor ran nor did you drop into a ball you were very very stoic and kept your walk the same pace and you were you were okay with it whereas I on the other hand had sprung into action and ran as fast as humanly possible in the opposite direction leaving you to fend for yourself (laughs) oh my god I 
Words cannot <laughs> describe how much I enjoyed that retelling. I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> I was doing this quiz yesterday and I was like, I guess I got to pick run. <laughs> <laughs> what was amazing about that is, crucially, I was visiting you. So not only, I, I didn't know where I was. <laughs> so <laughs> when you ran, I, I was none the wiser on where I should go. Oh, man. I waited safely in, in the main road for you Under to, to hopefully eventually come out of that alleyway alive. <laughs> oh, I do have a, have a flash of a, of a memory of just turning my head and I can just see your shadow scampering. You know that kind of like bounciness of a shadow? Because I was like the... a spider on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally climbed across the walls like Spider-Man. Ah. <laughs> Look, you're alive now. We're still friends oh. when we probably shouldn't be. But look, Brilliant. it's okay. Oh, I'd Something of a that. fight. <clears throat> Put in fight for that, man. I'm sorry, but you're getting fight. Okay, fair enough. Um, and then the last question. What kind of monster would you rather face? A ghost, a demon, a werewolf, or a vampire? I suppose it... Oh, yeah, because this is the one you feel like you can... You wouldn't be as afraid of, I guess. A ghost. <laughs> I mean, it is the movie monster you created, so let's keep consistency. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's bookend this thing. Rob. Yes. Hello. Oh, my God. I'm, I feel so guilty now that I left you in that alleyway. I feel so bad. <laughs> oh, no. What's happened to me? You didn't. You didn't survive. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. What a surprise. <laughs> oh, oh no. I'm, I'm literally talking to myself. Or you died in that alleyway when I left you, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> this, has been, this has been happening inside your head this entire time. Just you, I mean, me, and a hammer. <laughs> A lot of things are beginning to make sense now, actually. Oh, I knew I was going to make it. The killer was a lot smarter than you, apparently. Oh, really? Good news is that you died a hero. Joking, you were running away, tripped, and tragically broke your ankle in two places. (laughs) What? Does it say that? That's what it says. I mean, I did say you didn't run away, so I mean, that's complete horseshit. I mean, we learned in the previous one, again, we shouldn't be surprised that these answers contradict the questions. That's just what happens. But I had fun. I had fun regardless. I mean, that... Oh, my God. I'd forgotten about that that alley story very good <laughs> great stuff to, to resurrect that one well uh, it wasn't the first time or last time I did it to somebody either <laughs> I'm a terrible person <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. funny stuff man hello ahoy my name is Adam and I'm Nick and this is the bottom of the stream podcast a never ending quest to find hidden movie gems on Netflix <laughs> uh, every week we watch a random movie that we find on the stream and we talk about it for about an hour uh, yep as well as that we round up the news of the week and uh, we usually mention what we've been watching at the top of the stream yeah so if you're into netflix and you enjoy watching stuff on there give us a listen join us aboard our podcast boat as we navigate the perilous water available now wherever you get your podcasts Okay, well, so obviously that's our, our quiz segment done. Delighted. But we got another little, got another little, little bit there. I want to, I want to, I want to peel your brain on this, Rob, oh, because I, I'm going to layer, going to layer a few questions on you, like some kind of layer man. Beg your pardon? Yeah. So basically, <laughs> I want to ask you. Firstly, <laughs> what kind of? So what? What? What's your like scariest game? Game. Yeah, your game. Like like uh, like a. Yeah, what's your scariest video game? Video game, video game. That you played. That I've played? Yeah. Okay. I, this is kind of a cop-out, because I don't play a lot of scary games, as you know. But two that I have technically played, and two that I find scary that are games. One is Slender Man. Oh, is that the, the Slender Man The Arrival or something? Where you just, like, walk around the forest. You walk around the forest, and, and you have to collect pages. You have to collect pages. And it has that really yes. spooky mechanic where 
you start to hear him. And if you turn around, you'll see him, his silhouette in the distance, and he'll slowly start getting closer and closer. And it is remarkably unsettling. Like, it's it's that simple but effective mechanic. You know the rules, so you know that you shouldn't turn around, but you're compelled sometimes. You're just compelled to turn around, and then suddenly he's just right there. And he's got his arms, his big slinky old arms around you. Oh, and you're getting gobbled up. Oh, and it's awful stuff altogether. And then the game ends, but it's very scary. So I didn't like that. The camera goes all fuzzy, doesn't it? It's yeah, like, shh, it kind of goes it's almost yeah, like static from like an old videotape or something. But yeah, so that, that one I found scary, and like that's very atmospheric. And again, a very, it's not even like a long form game. It's not like it's, it goes on for hours. They're short little bursts of a game, which is good. And my other submission, if I can have two, if that is allowed, you you can have as many as you want. Well, you can have two. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're sounding like uh, Henry Ford. You can have it in any color so long as it's black. That's the guy who did the original, the original uh, Ford cars, isn't it? He he had the. Uh, oh, I really should notice that system. That system. Production line. System. That was production line. There you go. There's my words for you. We well, can be educational. Let's go. But anyway, uh, I'm gonna say PT is my other submission. Um, did you play PT? Yes, I did. You son of a bitch. Did you not get to play it? I did not have a PlayStation 4 at it, the time. It was pulled from the store ultimately. Yes, yeah, so the background of this, folks, is PT actually stands for Playable Trailer. And this was a big coup in the horror game sphere in the just kind of early enough into the PS4 era. And basically, Guillermo del Toro and... Was it Hideo Kojima? Was it him? It sure is Hideo Kojima. Uh, we're going to make a Silent Hills game. So like a, a PS4 generation follow-up to the original series. But they teased it with this playable trailer, this PT game, a demo. Uh, and all it was was you walking in a loop through a corridor in a house. The same thing would happen. But it was just un unbelievably terrifying because every time you'd completed the loop and you're back like you'd walk down a hallway turn right uh, into a basement and then when you go out when you go to the door the far side of the basement you were back in the, the first or the section of the hallway so it's kind of this this abnormal loop but every time you went through the loop um something something would have changed or something would be a bit more unsettling and things would start to happen and like they could happen in different sequences it was hard to predict it was there was elements of there was, you would have to do certain things to trigger some of the jumps. Other times it would be sporadic. But the the way it would build the tension was honestly unbelievable. And like to be fair, I'm saying this as a person who would rarely play um, horror games, which is why it was so effective. Because this is the thing that people could just sort of sink their teeth into who might not normally play these games and then get a sense of you know what the potential is there. And my God, was it unsettling. Like, there was some really terrifying stuff. And like people still like have... They've, some people have managed to get the game files, I think, and they still play it to this day because it's just that scary experience. But um, highly recommended if some of you still kept it on your consoles because that was a real piece of work, that yoke. Jesus. And if, if, if you can't play it and you really want to experience it, buy Dreams for the PlayStation 4 because someone has painstakingly no remade the entirety of it. No fucking way. And I was playing it. Yeah, so I was playing it in VR the other day. Ugh. And it has the loops. It has the, like, it's, it all looks that little, uh, the way all the games do in Dreams, where everything looks a little bit fuzzy and a weird. A little bit hazy. But it has the same, uh, yeah, a little bit hazy. But it has the same atmosphere, sounds, music. It's it's very creepy. The loops are there. The scare, the jump scares are there. It is a very, and even that, like, weird baby embryo thing in the sink, in the sink. is there. Yeah. Yeah, so, the, so like, the reason it's so unsettling is because it's like you realize sometimes only small changes are happening so you're on red alert looking for the smallest changes like 
one time you'll go through a loop and you'll hear like a door slightly opening and then you'll turn around and you realize the door that you kept passing is now slightly ajar and you feel like you can kind of see eyes poking through it and if you brave the venture into the bathroom there's nothing there and then you turn around and suddenly there, there, there might be a person suddenly behind you first like it was it's kind of random in how it unfolds which is why it's so nerve-wracking it's not a story where you're going through a linear path you're doing a loop that is an unpredictable loop and like so obviously huge furore around this and people were so pumped for the game but then it got it got cancelled they pulled it from production yeah i mean it got essentially uh substituted by death stranding because at the end of pt the it reveals that the whole time the player character was uh that guy whose name i always uh, norman reedus from the walking dead who of course then went on to be in hideo kojima's death stranding oh. so there you go wow what a fun little link i didn't realize that yeah oh. so my, my 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 most terrifying horror and one of my favorite games of all time because i'm a huge horror game fan to be honest i i go through them like no man's business i played most oh, of yeah. the resident evils all the new yeah. ones and stuff like that but I, evil dead and all that are great as well evil dead one and two brilliant games but my favorite of all time because like the the, the ring and like the japanese version of the ring and the grudge it's it's so petrifying i can't even think about it without being scared and without reminiscing about how terrifying the game is is silent hill 2 for the playstation 2 it is it is just one of the all-time greatest games ever it is a it is a masterpiece as far as i'm concerned it it is so perfect in what it tries to do which is try to tell a story about a character you're unsure of and you become gradually more unsure of as the story progresses you're not sure what's real. You're not sure what's true, what's happening. And it just unfolds brilliantly. It's, it's again, about the famous town of Silent Hill. Plays like Resident Evil games, third-person action uh, kind of exploration. Mm. Set, there's a lot of fog around the town. You can walk around the town and explore it. There's lots of fog in it and some monsters in the fog. But they do a really clever technique where you have, like, a radio on you to know when monsters are around and it just makes static noise. And this noise is so gut-wrenchingly terrifying oh, and effective that oh, if I even hear the kind of today, I get like chills t- even thinking about the game. The soundtrack is incredible. Does it go like this? Does it do that? The, the music director spent years just coming up with that jingle, wow. that right there that you just did off wow, the spot. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's 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 just it's a game that I will probably never play again because firstly it's almost impossible to find and secondly it's just too too terrifying. Wow! So the first time I played it as well, another one my stories, but I bought the game was it was kind of late at night. I was I turned all the lights, closed all the windows, and put it on and played the first part. And you kind of make your way into these what's called the lakeside apartments, and you're like looking around and exploring all the and it's really terrifying and chilly. And I was like, oh, I was kind of young, so I'm like, I don't know if I like this it's maybe too scary for me and then my brother walked in the room and he was like ross is my is there a rash on my arm there and i was like oh show me and he, and he had a kind of a, a rash up his arm and i was like just i think you do have a rash on your arm yeah and he was like oh, maybe i'll just check my and he kind of lifted his t-shirt to look at his body and he was like oh oh my god ross look and his entire body was just like red and blotchy from oh like his neck down. What? And I was like, Jesus Christ, what's happening? <laughs> and my parents came in and like, we're bringing it to the doctor straight away. Ross, you stay here. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. So they went in and took my brother <laughs> and there I was in the house by myself with Silent Hill 2 just on the background. And I'm like, this is 
the worst decision I've ever made in my life. And I switched the game off and desperately tried to play something like Freedom Fighters to make myself feel safe again. Oh, like a cooldown. Yeah, that I so that's the thing. There's all, the important part of like for me of like recovering from a, a scary horror experience, especially if it's a game where you're very involved, is you need to play something calming, something monotonous or or repetitive <sighs> afterwards just to just to get your mind to stop thinking the detox. about detox. Oh, cuz you're just thinking about the horrors of what came before and it's unbearable. Just thinking about that. <laughs> what, what you just went through. But uh, how is yeah, your brother I just, now? I didn't make any rash decisions ah. afterwards, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but that leads on not to my second question. No, not about rashes, but about what style. I think you've already answered this question by your favorites there. But because I asked the Grief Burrito guys this as well. What's your kind of favorite style of horror game would you prefer or which do you find most terrifying like the old resident evil style of third person kind of action adventure or the first person you're in resident evil 7 pt type games i i think the i think the um the first i think the first person the sort of simple loop mechanics that kind of you know first person you're in familiar territory kind of stuff i think is is very settling i think one mechanic i know is very popular is is like you're in a you're in a sort of like this lab, labyrinthine labyrinthine sort of building or house or your castle or something, and things like uh, light is a resource that is expendable, and it slowly runs out. And if it ter- yes. if it goes dark, you know the the baddies come. That kind of thing. I think that's that's always very terrifying because it it puts a timer on you know your productivity and like how quickly you have to get stuff done, which means you're you're forced to like go to the next room or you're you, you you're, there's far more of an incentive to just press on and open that door that you've been avoiding while cowering in the corner kind of a thing so you, those kind of and first person i think is more immersive and you, you can't look over your shoulders as much in third person you can kind of swing the camera around and, and like check what's around the corner without, without without actually going around whereas first person when you see it it sees you kind of a thing and you're right there and it's it's there's it's just harder to hide i think that that kind of those most straightforward mechanics of just like less is more, not a big linear thing. If it's if it's more of a maze that you're trying to escape, and darkness is always a threat. I think that's that's for me is fucking terrifying. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I said is like a perceptual thing. Because it's almost so in a, in a weird way. That's probably why I prefer the other style though. Because in in those like you're saying, it affects it almost like it's affecting you when you're in the first person mode. Because like you said, you can't look around the corner. You can't look. So it's it, therefore it's directly happening to you. Mm-hmm. When something jumps out, it's jumping out to you as well as the character. Where in, in third person games, it doesn't feel like it's happening to you as much. There's a disconnect. Yeah, a disconnect. But because of that disconnect, you're also able to do things like tell a story like Silent Hill 2, where the character is important. Whereas I don't think you can do that as much with new games like like Resident Evil 7 is a perfect example which is first person and it feels like everything's happening to you but because of that I barely remember the guy's name from it it's Ethan I barely remember his name but I could tell you who Chris Redfield is from Resident Evil 1 or Leon Kennedy from Resident Evil 2 because I formed a bond with them whereas I haven't formed a bond with the character in the first person but the horror is greater in the first person because I played Resident Evil 7 in VR and that Gee. shit that's something I, I, I experienced that shit like I don't know how you did that. <laughs> I've seen some of the gameplay that that is a filthy, grisly, spooky, nasty, bloody, gutsy kind of a game that I I just I'm like ugh, ugh, too visceral, too scary. Why do you want to be in there? And then and that was and that was before it was in VR. Man, this Halloween, you should try it. Oh no way! This Halloween, try it in VR no, with hope. yourself. That's what you should do. No way. <laughs>
I mean, you don't have to. Oh, thank God. But, uh, okay, cool. Well, well, well. I just kind of, yeah, I wanted to get your opinion on that because I'm, I'm very intrigued about that. Like, like PT really changed how horror games operate because that really revolutionized that first person. That mechanic. Yeah, that kind of terror mechanic or at least made it tremendously popular when it was big in indie games, you know? Mm. What's a, I, it was funny. I wrote down some other, I, I might give you some honor, honor, honorable mentions, I feel like are. Go for it. The Last of Us, I feel, was a spooky game at times. Ooh. I think there's there are elements of that game. Now, it's not a horror game really it's more a survival but you know you know there are moments where there's a bit very distinctly where joel falls down an elevator shaft and then it's just all darkness and murky waters and all you hear are the clicks of the bad guys and that's that for me is, yeah that's scary that's scary stuff that's got that horror kind of mechanic to it so that's that and it, you know if they if they see you they get you kind of a thing you don't have the resources to defend yourself so and they're very, very hard normally, never mind when you don't have any resources. Exactly. They're yeah, difficult yeah. enemies. Yes. It took me a long time to get into that game because yeah. of the, the difficulty spike. Oh, yeah. It's, it really jumps up a notch because you have, very, they have, they have like these random paths and you're just trying to, you, you have to just navigate past them. You can't really do anything about them. You're just throwing bricks and glass to, to distract them temporarily. And But there is, that is also a very clever mechanic. If the, if the monster or creature has a noise, it's almost like that Pavlovian response where you, you they're not even near you, but you hear it. And it triggers that fear, that panic, and you're just like, "Oh it's my the god!" The silent, the silent hill thing of the, the, of static, the, the you can hear logic. the static yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think that's an honor mention. Um. Minecraft, when the zombies come out at night, that can get very scary. Very scary. Be- because you have a lot to lose. And it, it it's it's not you know it, to be fair it's not really that scary but there is that there's that dread of it and like it's such a clunky awkward game and it's very difficult to defend yourself that there is that kind of panic when you're caught you know in the dark with nothing to defend yourself that it's still that kind of logic and because the rest is so relaxing yeah exactly it's so tranquil by comparison it, it just takes such a turn you kind of get caught off guard um and the last i would say is scary maze game that legendary classic everybody knows that very scary but only for a short what <laughs> do you know scary maze game what is scary maze game you don't know scary maze game oh well then i don't know if i've I can... literally never i thought you were taking the piss when you said oh that. that's it that's a game you should play it it's it's short it's not long it's kind of more of what's it on it's on it's probably on it's just on the internet somewhere scary maze game i, I mean i'll go look it up after this anyway, people will know sure. people who know it will know they'll know it oh they'll know it. P- people who know it will know oh yeah that sounds pretty logical <laughs> <laughs> um and then i guess suppose some other games that i'm intrigued by that i but i've never played are the likes of uh, dead space is supposed to be epic um Oh, love love the Dead Space games. That like it that is up there as well with my top horror Ooh, games. But Silent Hill beats it. Yeah. And and then I'm not sure oh. if you play this one, but Alien Alien Isolation is supposed to be terrifying. I have a I have a shameful a shameful thing about that game because I I, I have it. It's made for you. It's made for I, you. I played about twenty minutes of it. And I just I just couldn't get into it. Really? I I just gave up. Yeah, because. And this is this is shows my attention span of a child. I literally because you can't kill every enemy, and I was just fixated on trying to that. I just I couldn't get past one part, and I'm like, no, I'm not leaving until I kill all these all these guys. Like that's not the point of it, Ross. Just move on. It's survival. I don't know. Yeah, but my video game logic was like, no, because you can do it. Therefore, it means it must be done. Yeah, I think ruined it for myself. Wow, I'm shocked because that's a horror game, and it's in the Alien universe. So I would have thought it was just that's your bread and butter. I would have thought. And it is meticulously detailed, like the sounds and the vibe and the atmosphere. And look, I imagine the game gets excellent. I just need to, I need to stop being a child, basically, is what I need to do. Um. So what's I and I, what's funny that kind of that one really that was 
very well reviewed, but it kind of skipped the kind of vast majority of like gamers, I feel. But it had groundbreaking AI in it because of a very clever kind of double AI mechanic they built in where obviously you're trying to mainly keep yourself away from the xenomorph or whatever it is that's kind of hunting i don't know the full story but i think that's just the gist you're trying to it's all it's it's yeah it's, no, it is, it's yeah. slinking around the ship and you're trying to like stay away from it but um slinking <laughs> and snaking around the second place the second base thought so the obviously there's an ai built in for the xenomorph but also the ship or map has its own ai to sort of redirect you to create more threatening scenarios with the xenomorph so you feel like it's harder to escape. No way. It's something along those Wowzers. lines. Yeah, some really kind of clever tech has gone into that. Some clever, like, this is like like cutting edge stuff to, like, enhance the gameplay. So that it, so that it, can, learn to in, so it can learn to outsmart you because of how it interacts with the map or the ship. And if you have a PlayStation camera, if you make noise, the alien can fucking hear you. I've heard about that. Oh, Which is, I'm just, like, plugging out that camera if I'm playing that game. That's for sure, like... <laughs> I would nearly give that one a go just to see what the experience of it is like, but I probably won't because I'm scared of them. Oh, well. <laughs> it was nice to think about yeah. for a while. It was nice to think about. Yeah, as I said, I play I play lots of horror games. Evil, Evil Within, Evil Within 1, 2, all the Resident Evil, Silent Hill. So I'm, I'm kind of up for anything horror game-wise. And I even got Freddy, uh, five, five Nights of Freddy's there. Played after about 20 minutes and got bored of it too. But look, oh, no. it's probably a great game as well. <laughs> That's just what I do. As I said, I'm a, I'm a big gigantic child. But look, Rob, that's good to know what you feel about horror games. Thank you. And that I feel somewhat similar, even though I disagree. I I because I I'm more old school horror games. Yes. But that's because you know. But uh, you've got more you've got more experience so. with them. I don't really play them. I I've I've dabbled. Yeah. So that's I've got that limited kind of little little nugget that I can contribute towards them. I can tell you what I've played. No, nothing wrong with that. Ah, oh, Jesus, me and me little nuggets. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay then, Rob, we've got one last kind of Halloweeny, demonic infused bit to go over. Exactly. I'm glad you picked up on that. This this is Jesus. This is a piece of Jesus work. Jesus God, this is a piece of work. Is definitely how I would describe this. <laughs> yeah, I'll quickly tee this one up. So um. This is just very simply our world-famous segment. Hey, Ross, hey, Ross, look at these. And I send Ross a random video clip, and we just kind of we just get his feedback. We kind of get what he thinks. We, we just see what he thought of it. So he only watches it right before we record, so he doesn't have an awful lot of time to process <laughs> or digest. And um, I, really, I really delved into the mark for this one. So, Ross, take it away there. What did you think? So the, so the video Rob sent me was called... Okay, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna make a hames of this. But uh, Sung Wukong versus Demon Hunters, and the tagline is a pretty epic and hilarious battle. Um, and it was, um, what I believe is is a Chinese movie, and right. it's like uh, so. Uh, the, the the layers that I'm gonna go to this man are incredible, by the way. So, but basically, it's 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 a a, a lot of demon hunters, three of them. Who go to attack? What they say is is the the the, the, the monkey demon king. I think it is More or less. monkey king. Yes, our monkey god, and like he's kind of gone. Oh, okay, come on at me. So and all of them are like, oh, this guy's a monkey guy. We're gonna kill him. And what 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 happens is just sheer lunacy in the way that <laughs> I would say the Western brain can't comprehend <laughs> properly, because each demon hunter has like a gimmick, a mad thing that he does a <laughs> mad gimmick like the first one's not so bad he has like a like a spirit tiger spirit and he's like ah yes that's okay but the next guy starts off 
he's an old man who starts off with <laughs> a very little foot that if you remember Deadpool 2 when he got the leg yes. cut off or the, I remember it looks very similar and then all of a sudden he like he just grows a big humongous like 60 foot long foot that he just tries to a kick the monkey guy with it's just a 60 foot nice and it, it, it just it just goes mad and then he the demon beats him and then the third guy is this like really sickly guy because it just and he coughs all the time and then his powers are he like fires these swords at the demon now it all looks like kind of ludicrously over the top on that but some of the effects are actually pretty damn good I, it kind of catches off guard every now and again yeah it's amazingly terrible and then has shades of brilliance in there almost in exactly. the same frame like there's one part where the guy flicks the swords at him and he controls the swords with his, with his mind or whatever but all the swords combine together to form this big huge sword and it goes to attack the monkey king but he throws the stiff staff at it and they both meet and the point of the sword and the point of the staff meet and it actually looks really cool yeah it's, it looks that bit looks almost like a like a graphic novel or something yes but but here's the mad thing about this because obviously i've never seen this before <laughs> but i was like monkey king this is familiar <laughs> and so it turns out it it is it's the tail there's there's actually a, a tail because i knew it did you ever when you were a kid did you ever look at monkey magic on bravo no no there was a show called monkey and there was a team show like monkey magic <laughs> monkey what? magic and it was it was the monkey king the monkey god which and there's a pig a pig spirit and a fish spirit and like it was really, he used to fly around the cloud and like this is we're talking like early 80s late, yeah late oh, 70s early 80s me. and it was hilarious but it was really popular on Bravo on Channel 4 late at night I do not know this yeah and his, the man's this. name was, was Pig P- Piglet or P- Piglet pig. or something was his name <laughs> yeah and it was all dubbed and it was just in pure insanity but then I, went, I was in my brain I'm like Ross Monkey King this is familiar and there was a Marvel comic from an event called Fear Itself, which had a one-shot starring a character they were obviously going to push and went literally nowhere, called the Monkey King. No and way. it's the same, it's the same things. And his name is his name is I want to get this right because I'm I'm gonna absolutely butcher it again. So I'm gonna try and look at YouTube where you said that. But yeah, his name was Sun Sun Wukong. And is that the same from the film, is it? Oh, that, it, that's the title and of the video. The same from the film. Yeah. Jesus it's, Christ. It's, it, this like interconnected web of madness just came in front of me, and I was like, Rob, what have you done? Mad, the madness connected universe unbelievable mcu i i i, I the, hey excellent the fact that you managed to stitch together some sort of comic book reference to that mental video i sent you know bravo television to you bravo i have to well, say well thank you yeah that was very good i just yeah just another call a few call outs i'd like to highlight in that in that mad video so it's from a film called journey to the west which apparently is a is a is a book it's based on our novel so, you know, they tried to adapt something that was obviously completely outlandish and, you know, that's what you get. A couple of fun call-outs. The very flat-faced sort of CG to the monkey. I thought that was hilarious. Very flat. Yeah. Like, it looked like it was sort of paper just stuck on someone's face. You know when your man grows his joint foot? Yeah, do I? That was the best part of the whole thing. Yeah, there's an amazing bit where, like, the veins and the sinew kind of develop first. But then the main foot then just appears above that anyway. So it's like wait, why did the veins appear down and then just above it, the full foot just appears anyway and grow? Like, what was the point of the veins growing separate? Like, it just- It's like that scene in Watchman. You know, in Watchman when Dr. Manhattan first comes back and he's all like veins he's just and a, sinews. Yeah, yeah, he's just a nervous system. Yeah, yeah. A nervous system. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah. And then this ridiculously CGI leg just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> 
And he just gets around by like hopping on the big huge leg. It's so, it's so strange. It's so odd. It's so strange. And I'd like to call it, you know, I love that you noticed the uh, the swords that combine. A la Power Rangers, I thought it was a, you could call it a, a mega sword. Am I right? Oh. Am I right? Did you hear what I said? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, good God. Oh, yes. Brian Cranston, one of Brian Cranston's first roles. But anyway, go mm. so there you go, the, the, the Megastar. But also, I liked how they give um, the sound effects subtitles as well. So, like, when that- when the guy is running with his foot, it the, the phrase stomps appears underneath. <laughs> and then when <laughs> the swords are flying, the phrase swords zing also appear underneath. Just, zing. Yeah, it's, a, it's, ama- it's an amazing... Ross will tweet it. It's an amazing piece of footage. Th- there's one 30-second scene where the guy who's a bit sickly... He he has these three kind of maids with him, yeah, and, and yeah. the guy's the guy with the big foot who's now a little foot again is just resting his little foot in front of his face, and he says, "Get it away from me!" And there's this like thirty second back and forth between one of the women that are there who just goes, "Why didn't you say so sooner? Yes, you should have said yes. it sooner." And she just says it again. She says it like five and again, times. And again, and I'm like, "What is, what is happening here?" It's oh, it's it, but it's. It really made me want to watch the rest of the film. The first time, actually, that I've watched one of these, uh, you know, th- things you've sent me that I've actually like. I would like to sit down and watch that movie. Mm. I like to be fair. That's so out of context. Like it, it seems stupid and daft. But maybe the rest of the film justifies some of the insane elements in there. It's obviously supposed to be wacky. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't shy away from that. So it's not, it's not like it's badly made. It, some of it is badly. Made. Oh, it is. But but at the end, he, just to highlight, he does incinerate these people like into dust, just, and yeah, it's very he, very. He growls at them and they incinerate. Yes. Like it's it's proper. Like oh oh oh, oh okay. Well, I mean, he he ravages the tiger man, which is very graphic. That is that is very true. Yeah. yeah. But there you go. Also, it's 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 done by the guy who does uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, my God! I didn't realize that. And Shaolin Soccer. Oh, okay. Well, that's a bit more... Because the music is actually upstream. from... music is from one of those films. Oh, look at that. Wow, you really... You were... You you, you took this video and you ran with it. I'm impressed. Well done. I mean, look, not 90% of that is in the music and the director is all YouTube. But the, the Marvel Comics and uh, Monkey Magic show, that's all me. That's all me, baby. Well done. I'm, I'm impressed. But look, it's Halloween. It's frightful. And we've done it, Rob. We've got to the end of our Halloween special <laughs> we've come to our end one might say finally oh Jesus I mean I'm the guy that's my line surely <laughs> did you have fun Rob did, did you have fun? you didn't survive the movie but look you, you got a ghost but I had a I had a great time while I was in there doing it and I, I, I'm just perpetually I'm in like this state of of purgatory where I'm just I'm perpetually in that alleyway and <laughs> just just like PT there's just a loop of you running away <laughs> of you over and over <laughs> again but I'm just, but I'm always, it's all, I'm just, it's always just me in that alley, just by myself, just all the time. These like picture frames of me on the walls, like crying blood and stuff like that. <laughs> Scamping away. That's so excellent. So excellent. But look, Rob, unlike me, because I'm ran away, where can the listeners find you <laughs> in your podcast? <laughs> uh, oh, God. Oh, and all the spooky and non-spooky places you can imagine. So what do we got here? We've got Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Podtail, Podchaser, and we're in the Pod Nation group on there. Um, and basically, any, any, I think we're on Amazon, or we will be on Amazon at some point, hopefully. We are in places that's not Ireland. Yeah, or unless, <laughs> of course, we say something bad about Amazon. Apparently, they'll take us down. Jesus. And we're done. And we're off. Yeah, we didn't have what it was. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, we've also got the website, capunderstands.com, and then there's the Twitter, uh, which is at capunderstands, so you can you can get us there. Ross is on there like a mad old fool, like a like a man with a big with a man with, like a man with a big foot, stomping around the place. I was really, really wondering where you were going with that. Yeah, I just want to say thanks to uh, another podcast person at The Storyteller. It's at the damn books 451 They made a kind of a cool logo thingy, Rob. Again, I'll show you because you're only back from holidays. <gasps> but they made a cool logo for us. I understood the reference Aww. thingy that we can throw about thanks, and stuff guys. if we ever want. Yeah, it's actually really cool. So thanks for that. Aww, very grateful. Also, thank you again to Carol because he did a really a really fun Among Us graphic for us last week. Oh, he's, he's having... I, do you know what, it, what? Two things on that. One, they're really fun. I'm enjoying them. He seems to be having a good time. But what's amazing is I keep forgetting just the photos of me that you and Carl obviously have just on tap to use. Oh. <laughs> and it's just every now and again an old an oldie but a goldie crops up and I'm like, Jesus Christ, they, I forgot these existed. And now we've given a man the means to extrapolate those and <laughs> make them even more incriminating. So there we are. That's my two cents. I want, though, I want the bloody Willy Wonka one. That's what I want. The bloody Willy Wonka. Oh, there's a Halloween costume there. I did do that one year and it was great, but I don't I don't have the photos anymore because they're on WhatsApp and I have a new... F- well, I, haven't ha- I don't have that phone, or at least I don't think I do. But they are somewhere. Someone has them, I would think. Oh, we'll get them. Oh, we'll get them. <sighs> Amazing. Amazing. But look, I guess with that... All that's left to say is Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. But also more importantly than Happy Halloween is that I've been Ross. And even more importantly, I've been Rob. And this has been I Understood That Reference. Thanks so much for listening. Jesus Christ. It's the ghost with the hammer. Jesus Christ. I'm running. I've always... Oh no, the treaded alley. (laughs) 